It's either Thursday, March 27th, or Friday, March 28th, depending on how you count. Your Daily Lex. Something special and different is happening here. I'm I'm recording this episode at night. My time, it's 8.22 p.m. on the East Coast as I record this on uh, March 27th. And normally, I do this, you know, in the morning, first thing. But today, I had a doctor's appointment and another thing, and then I had to take my kid to the dentist. It was a whole thing. It was a complicated day. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to hold off and do the show later, which I know throws everybody's schedule off. And I know most of you are living your life dependent upon when your daily Lex shows up in your podcast feed of choice. So I apologize for effectively ruining your day. Uh, That said, let me make it even worse. Friday, March 28th, I'm not going to be able to put out an episode. So this is kind of a hybrid episode. This is the Thursday to Friday, 27th to 28th episode. Now, I got that all out of the way, but here's the best news of all. I don't have a topic. I'm coming into this episode naked, not literally. I mean, I'm wearing jeans and a a pretty nice brown long sleeve t-shirt. I think you'd think I look good. But uh, all day I was thinking, I wonder what I'm going to talk about in the podcast today. And what I've decided is on the days when I feel a little bit of podcaster's block, the uh, the spoken word equivalent of writer's block, it doesn't mean the show is doomed. You know, there's been a few episodes where I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then either something comes out or it's kind of just me jibber-jabbering for a little while. By the way, jibber-jabbering, a verb that does not get used enough, or a noun, or a gerund. No forms of jibber-jabbering, especially the adjectival form, get used enough. Look at that jibber-jabbering fool. Uh, Anyway, uh, but sometimes it happens where they're not perfect, and I'm okay with that. I don't think it means that I'm doomed just because one episode comes where I don't have a great topic. Uh, That said, I do suddenly, in this moment, have an incredible topic that I'd like to talk about. See, it was my hope that by saying that I would come up with what the great topic is and it didn't actually work out. It does remind me when I, uh, when I studied improvisational comedy at the Groundlings Theater in Los Angeles, uh, we had a teacher who told us, listen, if you ever get stuck in a scene, if you can't come up with anything to say, here are a couple cheats, a couple secrets, uh, lines you can memorize that you work them into the scene. And if you're absolutely stuck, they'll give you a new direction. And my favorite one was, I have a confession to make. And, you know, people like them. People use these different lines when they would get stuck in scenes. They would turn to one of uh, the teacher's name was David. We turned to one of David's lines and use those as a way to to kickstart the scene, move it in another direction, not kickstart like crowdfund. But you knew that. And uh, I will never forget this one time when I uh, in the groundlings, you have to start every scene with space work which by basically they mean miming. So you start each scene, not with dialogue, but by acting as if there's, you know, some kind of set and objects, props around you and you mime using them. You make eye contact with your partner. Every scene has to start with space work and eye contact. And, uh, the, my scene partner and I just had absolutely no idea what the other one was doing. We're each trying to figure out what the hell this scene is and what we're doing with the space work. We're making eye contact. We're doing our space work. And it's going on for a little bit long. It's it's not quite at the awkward stage for not having started with any dialogue, but we're awkward adjacent. And uh, my scene partner eventually looks at me and he says... I have a confession to make. And it was funny only in the context of being a student in the class because we knew that was the line you go to when you get stuck in a scene. In theory, when you've been doing the scene for a while, you've been having a dialogue and now you're stuck and now what are you going to do? And then you drop that, but he just launched the scene with it. So it was it was obviously an in-joke. I don't have any problems with in-jokes because it was an in-joke to an audience who was in on it since it was just the other students of the class. But it was really funny. I don't remember what his confession was, but I do remember that he led with, I have a confession to make. Uh... Speaking of adjectives and improv at the Groundlings, anytime I see the adjective winningest, like the winningest 
uh, coach in team history. I think of a, a project we had to do in my groundlings class where you had to pick a figure, a person who you read about in a magazine article and make a characterization out of that person. And I read about a guy named Andy Asiente, who was the winningest squash coach on the f- for female, for girls squash at some college. I don't remember the college, although I'm sure it's Googleable. But uh, my character of Andy Asiente, I don't want you to think it was the voice. I did a whole in full body characterization just now. It's not just the voice, but my version of Andy Asiente is probably... I don't know, one of the funniest characters I ever created, and I remain pretty proud of it. So if you ever ask me to do my Andy Asiente, I'd be glad to do my Andy Asiente for you. Have a good one, and I'll talk to you again on Monday. Lex. Lex.